0: is flying by fast and furious we've got our first guest of the show one of my dear friends one of my best friends in the whole world my former partner on the madhouse podcast currently with nbc sports and the blackhawks talk podcast it's my brother from another mother it's james Naveau. what's up dude how are you
1: what is up gentlemen how is it going
0: good tell us everything you know about um, samuel savoy
1: and go. He, he has an alliterative name, and if we're going to judge him based on what everybody else is in the Blackhawks' uh, scouting range right now, he's probably a really fast winger that can score. So that that's a guess. Is that, is that right?
0: You nailed it. Pretty close. Yeah. Sure. It sounds as good as anything. Yes.
1: Huzzah. Well,
0: no, it's good to talk to you, man. It's been a while. We've been trying to get you on the show, uh, you know, for, for some time. We're glad you could do it. Um, I think – more, more so than like specific to every pick. What's your take Ben on what the Hawks have done over the last what 36 hours or so?
1: I don't think it surprised any of us that they traded back into the first round. I think that was something that Kyle Davidson was pretty open about. I think what's been probably most surprising is the fact they were not only able to get 3 First round draft picks, but they were able to do it without really getting rid of any of their stockpile of second and third round picks. So they're getting a ton of bites at the apple right now. I think that they've stuck to the scouting profile that they kind of put out there that they wanted to get more athletic. They wanted to get faster. They want to play more like the Colorado Avalanche they've basically done that with every single one of their picks and so i would say i'm a little bit surprised that they were that aggressive in the first round but i'm and i'm not surprised at all by the types of players that they are picking so i think from that perspective it's been you know a pretty interesting draft so far and then you have the trades to discuss and that's where i think you kind of get into some uh consternation if you want me to use a five dollar word today
2: i like that i like that what was your uh, what was your initial reaction to you know, the news yesterday as it broke before the first round that you know Alex DeBrinkket was going to be going to Ottawa? and what was your what was your reaction to the the actual return that they ended up getting for him?
1: Well, my initial reaction was Ottawa, really, of all teams, like i <laughs> I get it. you need. Any team needs scoring wingers. That is not, it's not like that is a really shocking concept. I just didn't look at the Ottawa Senators as a team that was going to be like one scoring winger away from being a potential playoff contender. I think they have a lot more work to do, and we'll probably see that in the uh, days and weeks to come as they kind of form their roster. But aside from that initial reaction, I, I, I probably share the opinions of about 85 to 90 percent of Blackhawks fans when I say that I thought the return was underwhelming I thought that getting the first round pick this year was kind of an obvious win getting a top 10 pick in any draft is a good thing I think the thing that really stood out to me in terms of the trade being underwhelming was the fact they didn't get a, a first rounder in next year's draft which is even deeper and has a lot of top end talent but more importantly they weren't able to get one of the Really high quality prospects that the Ottawa Senators have. Like, I wasn't thinking like a Jake Sanderson, probably. I don't think the Senators would have parted with him for a year or two of Alex DeBrimkit, but there are a lot of guys down the list with Ottawa that I think they could have potentially gotten. And I would have rather had a first round pick and one of those really strong prospects than, oh, a second round pick in this year's draft and then a fourth rounder and what was it? Twenty thirty-seven. I forget when exactly <laughs> the the random four fourth round throw-in was, but I, I think that there were boxes that needed to be checked before I would have made that trade. Probably three boxes: the two first rounders and then a grade A prospect. And they only check they only uh, checked one of those boxes.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that's the consensus. You're right about that, and we spent a lot of the first part of the show just saying boy, it's, it's a huge underpayment for a player like to brink hit. And then as the night went on and we sort of saw things come together and take shape and see what the plan was, it says, man, this night would have felt like a huge win had they just gotten a prospect from Ottawa. If that little, little thing, you know, one NHL-likely prospect added to that return, and I think most Hawks fans are pretty happy with how the night went because we know – Fans knew the it was likely gonna get traded, especially in the few days leading up to the draft. It almost felt like a certainty. And I think people had sort of accepted the fact that it was going to happen, but the thought was, okay, they're gonna do this, they're gonna get a ton back. They got a lot back, not a ton back. And like you said, James, that extra prospect would have been the thing to tip it in. And really, I think had that happened, most people would have given the Hawks an A yesterday and and that's but that's really to this point kind of my only criticism of the thing you know you can see the plan with the picks you see the style of guys they like you see what they're thinking for what the team's going to look like in three or four years and it's a sound it's a sound process whether or not it pans out remains to be seen but aside from that that underpayment for to it I'm overall pretty satisfied with the way the rest of things have gone how about you
1: if, yeah, people watching on uh, stream probably just saw me laugh at something that Jay said. But he said, other than the return for DeBrin kid, I thought it was a pretty solid night. I'm like, yeah, the roller coaster was great other than my hand getting cut off. But <laughs> I, 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 I digress. I apologize. Jay. No, you're um, right, though. You're right. That, <laughs> that, that's
0: what makes it so painful. It's like it's yeah, but yeah, but and everyone says, well, you know, now you're more likely to get bedard. Well, you would have been with an Ottawa prospect too, playing in Rockford.
1: And and we don't need to tell Blackhawks fans that even if they have the worst record in the league and they end up with like 30 points next season, they still have only X percentage chance of getting Bedard and they could still end up getting stuck with the number three or the number four pick. And, you know, you're still going to get a really good player in those slots in next year's draft. But, man, it's not like you can really realistically bank on getting Bedard unless the NHL wants to you know, do the frozen envelope thing with the, uh, draft picks. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, however, that the Kirby doc trade, I thought I was a little bit surprised that Montreal was willing to give up what they did for Kirby doc. I know that there's still potential there. He's still a big bodied center who can kill penalties and potentially serve that second or third line role. I just, I did not think they were going to get a top 15 pick for yeah. Kirby doc. When they yeah. were saying going into the draft, they were kind of hoping to get that. I wasn't expecting it and Montreal then ponied up and I, I mentioned to uh Pat Boyle from NBC Sports Chicago that I thought it was kind of payback for the Phil Deneau trade. They were like, All right, we're gonna do you guys a solid. Here you go. Have a yeah, number thirteen was. pick.
0: Uh, we've, got the, really we, too, right? we've got the Hawks uh, pick. It is Aiden Thompson.
1: Guess what?
3: He's a center. Hey. Another <laughs> forward. Uh, let me guess good. he's super fast. Uh, we're going to we're going to find out here shortly. <laughs> there, uh, well um, that's not a good sign. There it is. It's <laughs> not a good sign that he's not even on my um, Elite Prospects draft guide here.
0: I'm looking at him here that on eliteprospects.com. <laughs> uh was with the Lincoln Stars of the USHL for 2021-22. 82 points in 57 games. Uh, I'm trying to find, like, measurables on him. 20 years old, 5'11", 181. This is a
2: 20-year-old from 20? Fort 20. Collins, That's Colorado.
0: Old. American.
2: 20-year-old, 5'11", uh, 181. Uh, is a centerman shoots left, he is going to the University of Denver next season.
1: All right. So 80, Big output
0: in the USHL, 82 points in 57 games. Um, yeah, there's just not a ton of info here on him, but...
1: They've, hey. they've gone to that USHL well a couple of times today. Wasn't their last draft pick from uh, Green Bay? Yep. Yeah. And the so guy yeah, that the I'm guy totally blanking. Well, I was uh, going mean, to say the name I'm blanking on now. Great. Uh, Good Ryan time. Green.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. Ryan Green
1: from Green Bay. That's standard. Um, I mean, I mean technically,
3: almost every single pick they've made, you know, there are two U.S. national team guys played in the USHL. Yep.
2: Frank Nazar.
3: Yep. Uh, all three of those. Yeah. Outside of uh, the first pick they made, they've all been kind uh uh guys which is you know not a bad thing obviously probably guys that the scouting staff has seen put eyeballs on you know in person mm-hmm. there's only so much you can get out of watching a kid via video you know they seeing a kid in person um gives you a whole lot more than just watching film tape you know game tape sure. on them you get to see him on the bench. You get to see him, you know, in between whistles. You get to see, you know, all different sorts of intangible things. So, obviously, the Blackhawk scouting staff spent a lot of time uh, at USHL games this uh, <laughs> this past season. Not a terrible idea. But no. I mean, yeah. hey, it's 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 been producing a lot of great high-end talent. So, a, an older pick here, which is interesting. Instead of going for the 18-year-old, they went for a 20-year-old. Um, so, we'll see how that works out.
1: Where did the Blackhawks get the 90th pick from? Does anybody remember?
3: The 90th pick? That That was was
0: from Toronto.
1: Incorrect, Jay. Well, it's
2: from uh, Duncan Keith, right?
1: The Keith trade. uh, I believe that is the 94th pick. 94
3: is
0: Edmonton. I'm looking at the Hawks' email from last night. 90 from Toronto. I don't yeah, know what that would have Calgary been.
1: Calgary and the Nikita Zadorov trade.
3: Ah. Yeah. So it was originally Toronto's pick. Uh, yes. that's what I was just, yeah. That's that's
1: why I said Jay got half credit. I was like, All no, right. technically uh Calgary sent it to Well, the, the Blackhawks like, will God. be
3: on the clock here again shortly at this pace. I can't <laughs> be, I love how fast. This is great. These rounds are go, going after, after yeah. a 4-hour first round getting a 38-minute second round is just <laughs> fantastic.
1: And I still love the people who are online who are going to complain about picks being reaches at this point in the draft. It's like, you know what? It's exactly like Greg said. How much are you really going to know about a guy watching him on YouTube? You're not yeah, going to know. No. So Basically, enough. after
3: the after the top five, every pick is a reach. Because there's so <laughs> much unknowns. <laughs>
1: Did you get a steal? Who knows? You'll find out in five Yeah, weeks.
3: I mean, we get a lot of questions in the chat last night. We're getting a lot of questions now. How do you think Kyle Davidson's doing? I'll let you know in 2026 when we know what these guys are doing. (laughs) Like, as we've said multiple times, he's got his vision. He's sticking to it. That's all I want out of my NHL general manager. Have an idea. Don't be a rudderless ship that just keeps switching back and forth and just getting guys to get guys. We have a general manager for the first time in a long time that has a plan, and he's acting his plan. He's not changing his mind every other weekend. Well, we're rebuilding. Nope, we're trading for Seth Jones. No, we're rebuilding. Nope, we're getting Marc-Andre Fleury. He's tearing this down and starting over. I'm a fan of that. How he's doing We'll let you know in season eight of the Chicago show uh, Blackhawks yeah. podcast. <laughs> At this point, we've said it
0: over and over go, over and again. It's about approach. It's about plan. It's about uh, vision, which all seems to be there. And now it's a matter of if the players are good or not. Uh, we have all sort of discussed a lot about the future of Taves and Kane. James, do you think either of them are on the team opening night this year?
1: Uh, the more I've thought about this, the more I think that we're going to get the most hilarious outcome possible, which is that Jonathan Taves, he, who has been kind of outspoken against the idea of a rebuild. I think he'll be the one that's still on the team. And I think Patrick Kane may end up getting traded by the opener. That's kind of where I'm at right now. What about you guys? I, I,
0: I, if I, if I was wagering on it and points bet, you can download the app, use the code CHGO. Um, I don't even think they're both gone. I think that the Hawks just want to say, you know what? We don't need any toxicity in our locker room next year. Uh, Taves was doing that last season. We talked about that a lot on the Madhouse Pod and on CHGO Blackhawks, that just the attitude was tough for a young team, and it's going to be real young next year, and you don't need those waters poisoned by an unhappy Jonathan Taves. I think if Patrick Kane is here, he'll play nice. He'll be a good soldier. He'll just go out there do his Patrick Kane thing, and hope he gets traded at the deadline. But I don't know. I think it makes sense now to just tear the Band-Aid off. Just do it. You know, it's already been painful with Debrinket. It's going to be painful with Taves and Kane, however they go. You just got to sort of rip the thing off, and, and you don't want to worry about putting Luke Richardson and his new staff in a bad position oh, with Hawks. unhappy dudes and the Hawks are on the clock again somehow.
3: Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, number 94, uh, heard, man. No, no toxicity in the locker room. You heard it here first from Jay Zawaski. <laughs> System of a Down banned from the Blackhawks locker room.
1: <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, I I, don't, I can't name a single member of uh, System of a Down. I'll go hang my head in shame somewhere. Serge
3: Tarkanian, right? Well, the so- Blackhawks are going to draft one of them right here, so let's see what we get. <laughs>
1: Twenty-seven-year-old. Uh, what?
3: <laughs> uh, and here we go. Here is the pick. No, it, it has been traded. Oh, they The pick has been okay. traded. Oh, let's get Craig Morgan on the phone. To
2: the Arizona dun, Coyotes. Dun, dun,
3: dun, dun, well, very, you know, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not a hockey season until the Coyotes and Blackhawks make a trade. So.
1: I was half expecting the Blackhawks to try to trade back with Columbus yesterday. For the record.
3: <laughs> Kirby hmm. Doc for that twelve pick. <laughs> um, well, I, going back to while we wait to get the info on this trade here. Um, the trade
2: there. is the 94th pick this year to Arizona for the 2023 third round selection from Arizona. That was Dallas's pick. So it is a extra third round pick next year.
3: OK. All right. So
2: we are officially done with Blackhawks picks for the third round. Don't Oof. say that. They oh. could
3: still get right back in there. Uh, yeah, there's a couple more picks true. to go, but going back to what you just said, James, about you see Taves here opening night in Kane, I don't think that scenario is completely unlikely because if you make it known that Patrick Kane wants to get traded, you're going to have teams calling for you. you. Make it known Jonathan Taves wants to get traded, I don't think the phone rings quite as often. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's Taves is here because he wants to be here in a in a in some sort of crazy babyface turn. It's because they can't trade him. Yeah.
1: Bingo. Yep, you nailed it, Greg. That—that's exactly what I was thinking. Who's gonna what? Are the Blackhawks gonna absorb money to make a Taves trade happen? And yeah, you just really think they're gonna swallow? Here. Well, exactly. So, because they may end up getting slapped with a cap recapture penalty if Duncan Keith retires. So, which is so stupid. Be... <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we've only been saying that for what, like ten years now. How? We got another. It was we got another powder out.
3: blue suit walking up to the podium. By the way. <laughs> Man, you know these kids are and also it. the
2: same haircut as well. The uh, the like they've Mario all got the, m- the center about. part mop top. The center,
0: yeah, the yeah. middle. Which matches middle. our say. sloppy hair. Matches our '90s theme very well. well it,
3: yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the best hair that fits under a helmet. Yeah, yeah. you get the lettuce coming good. out of the back. Yeah. <laughs> I, to... I do
1: want to point out. I think if you're the 94th pick, you shouldn't be allowed to wear a, a snazzy suit. I think you should have to like wear a tracksuit or something. Just something very bland and normal.
0: Or a velour tracksuit.
3: Oh,
1: even better. Done. That would look good.
0: Yeah. Pinky ring, all that stuff.
3: You, yeah. should have to, you should just have to wear a T-shirt from the sponsor. You know, like a <laughs> DraftKings Bi- points bet is T-shirt.
1: Bio steel Energy, is that the a yeah, new, uh, new drink. drink there you go,
3: yeah. Sure, the sure the players are thrilled with that.
1: Oh, I'm we sure the shit. goalies are like, yeah, I can't wait oh, to There's that our Chicago Steel bottle. guy,
3: Nicholas Molenhauer, going to Toronto what weird Ryan Hardy, uh,
2: picking a steel
3: player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not the go. GM there, but he's an assistant GM there. I bet you he had he's, a little, He's uh, in
2: the ear of Kyle Dubas. That's he, for sure. Yeah.
3: He had some inside information on this player. So there's our first Chicago steel product drafted Nicholas Molenhauer going to the Toronto, uh, Maple Leafs one pick after the black. What, what could have been the Blackhawks could have taken him at 94.
2: Well, here's a, uh, here's something from uh, Joe brand that he, that he's mentioning here that we are not able to hear on the broadcast. NHL Network panel saying a 2023 third round pick equivalent to having a second round pick this year. So speaks well, to the depth of sure. next year's draft. Well,
3: yeah, and he's uh, stockpiling assets. That's why you're not seeing many people trade picks in next year's draft. You're not, that's why that wasn't included in the Alex Dobrinka trade. They don't want to give up those draft picks. That's why getting, one, getting that pick from Tampa for Brandon Hagel was huge um and and you know everybody's like oh it's going to be a 27 28 pick is it though i mean they're, they 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 may have to if and- if Palat leaves they've already given up McDonough. you know that could still be a 17 to 24 23 pick uh which would be a, according to how deep this draft is could be the equivalent of a top 10 pick in this year's pick so <laughs> yeah. uh we'll see how that goes i mean i'm not saying you know, three straight trips to the Stanley Cup final for Tampa and they're going to have some salary cap uh, casualties here. Yeah, I'm not ready to write that in as at the 30th pick next year. No, Got a question? saying it Sorry, very man.
1: clearly. They're, he's saying that uh, Tampa is going to completely be terrible next year, His second top ten pick for the Hawks. Heard it it is. Right here. You heard it here first. <laughs> We're <you>
3: getting <laughs> the first and second pick next year. Watch out. Stanley Cup in twenty twenty four, baby.
1: Six picks in the first three rounds for the Blackhawks next year. Now after this trade, so there now, you go. That's, that's how awesome. you
3: rebuild correctly. Is you get as many picks, especially in a deep draft. Now it's up to you to make the right picks, but you got to give yourself as many, many uh, as you said earlier, James. Bites at the apple. Swings at the pinata, whatever reference you want to use. He's is that one from now on. More, more 50-50 tickets, whatever. He's loading up on raffle tickets and hoping to win the grand prize. Got a yeah, good question.
0: Good question in the chat here from No Roids Just Rage. He says, hey, guys, in your opinion, what, <laughs> my burner with account. what we saw the Hawks get in the uh, Dabrinka trade, what would the return be for Patrick Kane? Well, I think you got to keep in mind, Kane is, even if you traded him today, it's year. still a rental. Yeah, So you're not going to get a ton back. I think at this point it's about accommodating the veteran. It's about clearing the salary, not that they need the salary money by any means. They'll probably have to eat half of it. Um, That's sort of, you know. That's that, fine. That that's that doesn't really matter to the Hawks in that way. But I think you might get a decent prospect or a second-round pick maybe. I, I, it's, it's hard to handicap at this point, but. It's not going to be a huge return for Patrick Kane, I wouldn't think. That's why you might be – if he's willing to hold out to the trade deadline, that would be ideal. If he's willing to put up with it, because then you'll get team – every team in the league that's contending is going to be like, we can add Patrick Kane at half price at the deadline – Every team should be able to take on a deal like that.
3: that's how you like get that. your third 20, 23 first-round draft pick. Uh, yes. Hey, real
2: quick, in the chat, they're mentioning that the Tampa pick is top 10 protected, according to
4: multiple people
3: in the well, chat. Well, they're, they're, they'll make the uh, – guys. Okay, so 11. Guys, we want them to be sarcasm. 11, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Google <laughs> sarcasm and then watch that that segment again. We're not being serious that they're going to be terrible. They're going to make the playoffs. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I was excited for the first and second overall pick. Well, there's me. still a way to get it. when you train it. Pa- yeah. Don't don't yeah. underestimate. Uh, you trade
2: Patrick Kane to Buffalo, and then Buffalo yeah. has a terrible year There you because their starting goalie is Craig Anderson. We're
3: into the third round, which is our fourth. fourth round. That's pretty crazy. So, yeah. technically we're we're going overtime. Yeah, we're, we're overtime. That's Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna talk Time to James. We're
0: gonna talk Let's to go. Tab, and then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap things up, and then we'll get to our uh, we'll
3: get to our wrap
2: up
0: show. Uh, yeah, thirty minutes show. later. Yeah. yeah, you guys <laughs> aren't sticking
1: around until the sixth round when the Blackhawks. We are. No,
0: no, we're gonna again. do. We're doing a full post show. Uh, As soon as the entire draft is over, we're going to do a post-draft podcast. So that's happening too.
3: And a quick update for our regular viewers. Shirtless cigarette guy is still alive. He just had his his daily 1126 cigarette. Good for him. He's living the dream, dude, because he, he owns no shirts all the time. He doesn't have During a job. During the middle of the week, what does home. he do? Yeah. He owns no shirts, and yet he has a condo in the West Loop. So he's doing he's something right. He's probably work from home, you know. it's probably some sort of tech Obviously, he doesn't have to do Zoom calls because yeah. he never has clothes on. That's true. Jay, do, I have have a, do I
1: have to have an intervention with you? You're paying attention to a shirtless uh, smoker guy. What's going you, on here?
0: You've known me for a long time, and that should not surprise you.
1: <laughs> that, that really, yeah, that's your kink. What can I say?
0: I'm not, you know, I can, I can appreciate no you know? shaming here, dude. I'm just saying, I, I just, I just like the fact that he's just so on schedule. The schedule is what's <laughs> impressive. Yes. To us.
1: He, re, he respects the
3: reliability of yeah. the shirtless. You can set your
0: watch, watch to that guy's uh, heater schedule.
3: Yeah. No, the, the day, the day that he doesn't show up is the day I, I call for a. Well, yeah, we're calling the, the police the
0: street for real. Yeah. If, if, if he does not show. Uh, hello, shirtless man has not made it today.
3: Is, <laughs> these are the types of conversations you have when you've been on the air live for six hours of the past 18. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, all I can say is that it's the fourth round of the NHL draft. If we were having any other conversation, I'd be surprised and probably sad.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, dude. It was good catching up with you. I miss you. I miss your face. We need to golf soon. I need to come have more junkie food in Kankakee with you. Uh, it's great talking to you again in the hockey realm. Uh, but can't wait to see you uh, soon. Be Absolutely well,
1: brother. And Greg and Mario, uh, you guys can come on down as well. I'll show you a good time in Kankakee. I assure you, there are fun things to do here, I promise. All
2: right. I, I believe you. I well, will, uh, I'll take it you up happen. on that. Absolutely. Thanks, James. See you, James. Thanks.
0: That is James Naveau of NBC. Follow him on Twitter at James Naveau. Very creative with the Twitter handle there. Uh, and you can catch him on the Blackhawks Talk podcast with our buddy Charlie Romeliotis and also Pat Boyle. Before we get to our buddy Tab Bamford, we're going to tell you that the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you're going to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. But if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you're going to receive a free CHGO membership that unlocks all of our great web content. You'll also get a free shirt of your choice, like mine here. I got one on. A lot of people in the station have one on today from the CHGO locker. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt, all that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Bet in game, like we did with our play of the week last night. We saw the Cubs down three to nothing we saw cubs plus three and a half was minus 115 we told you to bet it if you bet it you would have won that bet you can play along all the time if you think your team actually sucks and they've got a lead and you're like this bullpen's terrible they're gonna blow this lead you could say the bet against them you could absolutely say the cubs you could say you think the White Sox are going to score one run again or something or get tripled off <laughs> on, a, on, an, on an unprecedented triple play. I don't know if you could bet that specifically. That would have
4: been
3: like a <laughs> $9,000,001 <laughs> right, exactly. That would have been retirement fund bet.
0: A. But the live betting is triple what makes points bets so fantastic. And it's super fast, super easy to withdraw your money. And, of course, you can download the app from start to finish in Illinois easy peasy lemon squeezy what are you waiting for it's time to elevate your live betting game once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services next up we're joined by the man the myth the legend follow him on twitter at the one tab it's tab bamford what's up man how are you
4: Gentlemen, it is great to join you uh, in this hurricane of blackhawkness. The <laughs> hurricane of blackhawkness. Hurricane
2: Hawkness. of blackhawkness. I like that. <laughs> that's a, that that's the that's the follow up album to uh, Rumors of
4: Budweiser. Yes. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. We're getting
2: a we're the getting a good discography going left. here. Whatever's <laughs> left. <laughs> so how you doing, Tab? With all this uh, this this hurricane of of blackhawkness going around here, now that we have some time to to breathe after the. Uh, the fury that was the second and third rounds.
4: Oh, geez, that was uh, that was a fun one. Look, I, I love that Davidson was able to add an asset in next year's draft, just moving the 94th pick this year for a third-rounder because obviously, I mean, they even said it on the NHL network, a third-rounder this year is like a second – or a third-rounder next year is the equivalent of a second-rounder this year because next year's draft is so deep. So mm-hmm. he's been able to add – a bunch of forwards and some skill to the system, some guys that are going to end up in college, uh, some guys that already have a little bit of experience. Aiden Thompson, the last guy that they drafted, is an overager. So they've got some a lot of speed and a lot of skill coming, and I think that's what Davidson told us he was going to do. And when you looked at the prospect pipeline, it was Lucas Reichel, maybe Evan Barrett, and then dot, dot, dot. And now you've got an influx of forwards to watch, and I think it's going to, actually make development cap next week interesting because otherwise it was just going to be a defensive showcase.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think every pick today so far has been a forward, if I'm not mistaken. So they are definitely uh, making a point to refill the, uh, the cupboards there left by uh, the previous regime.
3: Well, it is exactly what they needed to do. Um, And they went and got some defensive help in the, in those two first round picks you know, you can never have too many defensemen, especially uh, they're going for size and speed and they got a little bit of that. So outside of we we've we've been beaten it to death since it was made. The 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 <laughs> underwhelming return for Alex to Brinkett. Yes, we all know that they should have got more. Obviously it just wasn't there and this whole contract and his next payday that obviously, I think, scared some people off, or at least took the offers down a bit. But overall, big picture, let's start with the Brandon Hagel trade at the trade deadline to right now. What is your overall thoughts or grades of the job Kyle Davidson's done as a whole, since he's, since he's gotten the job officially to right now?
4: I would grade him on the macro as a B-minus. And I say that because he inherited an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, he, he, what don't Bowman left behind fires. was just <laughs> yeah. I mean, what Bowman left behind was just scattered ashes and puzzle pieces that don't fit. And it'll be very interesting in the next four or five days as we get into free agency when you look at what Philly gave up for Tony D'Angelo. Obviously, you know, I'm pretty sure that McCabe didn't sign up for this. Um, I don't know that Connor Murphy wants to spend his late 20s and early 30s riding through this. Uh, So he obviously has some defensemen who are veterans who could have really good value that he could still move. Uh, And they're clearly moving in the direction of, I want players that I picked that are going to fit the organizational philosophy that we are trying to build. And, you know, when they introduced... The new front office you guys were there i sat with you at the press conference and one of the things that McIver said was you know going back to ground zero in seattle you wanted to build a core group of prospects and players that were going to step into a system that worked and put them in a position to succeed right away and the skill isn't necessarily going to be there right away and what we're seeing them execute right now is trading for draft picks yeah, they got a couple players in the Hagel deal, but they got a pick for Carpenter. They got a pick for Flurry. They did get a pick in the Duncan Keith deal. Obviously, that was before him, but that's a pick that they've been able to now use. Um, they And all of the trades that they made were exclusively for draft picks. So this isn't Davidson telling us that he's going to do a kind of a White Sox-ish rebuild and look for guys who are on the cusp not quite to the degree that the Cubs did because they still got players because MLB sucks and it's antiquated and you can't trade draft picks, but they went much younger, kind of like the Cubs did last summer, and they're going to go all the way back to the studs in the building a house sense not the player sense and build this with players that they pick. And so what we have clearly seen now is that Kyle Davidson has the authority to do whatever he wants to turn this thing around in the direction that he sees it going. And to be able to get the picks that he has, yeah, you know what? If he'd gotten two ones for debrinkit I'd probably be at an A-minus, to be honest. Um, if he'd gotten a second next year in the debrinkit deal, I'd probably feel a lot better about it. Uh, but what he's been able to do so far in stockpiling picks, uh, we understand now that the direction he wants to go is stockpiling draft picks, and I think he's been able to execute that fairly well.
0: Make sure you're following Tab at the one tab on Twitter. You can find his work at Bleacher Nation, the Fourth Period, and Line Drive Radio. Uh, yeah, what you're saying makes perfect sense. And I think that's kind of the consensus we've hit is overall the approach has been fine. The to hit return was underwhelming. And and you mentioned some of the veterans that are on this that remain on this team. And I that's kind of where I want to spend some time now. Is you're right. Like your point Connor Murphy's a great locker room guy. Right. And he's will probably if they decide to keep him, he'll be fine. But you're right. Does he want to spend his prime playing through this rebuild, losing every night? You know, and he'll be a guy probably him and Jones will be playing 23, 25 minutes a night because someone has <laughs> yeah. to play. Right. And, and Luke Richardson is a guy who from everything we heard was a guy who relies on veterans regardless of a rebuild. Young players have to earn their ice time with him. So these guys are going to be playing like crazy. I wonder, and you said Jake McCabe too. Are these guys going to say, look, this is not what we signed up for. You know, Murphy was a trade, a little bit different. But Jake McCabe came here last year with the expectation of, all right, this team's going for it. They added Fleury. They added Jones. Uh, You know, maybe McCabe took a little less money than he could have gotten elsewhere to come play in Chicago. He's got family here. He's familiar with the area, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I think there's a lot of guys on this team that are waking up this morning and and and, and, and analyzing all this, saying, "Oh my God, this is going to be real bad." I'm just curious as to how that dynamic's going to work. And and like you said, like, do you see Murphy and and aside from Taves and Kane, do you see Murphy and and McCabe hanging around and being part of this thing for the long term, or are they are they trade pieces at next year's deadline?
4: If they even make it to the deadline next year. Again, when you look at the way that the action is going at this draft, a lot of teams are looking for defensemen. And, you know, there was the rumor out there that there was uh, a plan in place for Tampa to waive Ryan McDonough and Columbus to jump in and grab him at the last minute um, because they were in a position where they could do that. Uh, And then he ended up ultimately getting traded to Nashville, which sucks for the Blackhawks. Well, actually, it's good for the Blackhawks because they want a high pick next year, but that's a really good defenseman in the division now. Um, But when you look at what teams are giving up for defensemen, you have to think Davidson's going to look at the surplus that he has on the blue line. I mean, look, we saw Regula. We saw Vlasic last year. Every indication is that Ian Mitchell's ready for a more significant role at the NHL level. You've got guys like Isaac Phillips coming as well. Um, so when you look at what the Blackhawks have in house, I think they can deal from a depth perspective and you're right. I I don't know that these guys want to do it. And imagine for a second, you know, sit back and close your eyes and think about the career emotion arc for poor Connor Murphy, who gets traded out of Arizona, which is not even a rebuild. It's a perpetual trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. Even like We don't even have a home. We're living in a van down by Gila River at this point, uh, playing in a college arena. He comes to Chicago, where when he gets here, he's looking up to Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and playing with guys like Taves and Kane. And they're telling him that he's going to be a big part of the next generation on the blue line of a team that is, in every indication, trying to sustain winning. And then the wheels just never fully get on the car they didn't really fall off and now he's right back where he was in Arizona so yeah Jay I think to your point about do they want to be here I think Connor Murphy would love to win at some point you've heard him talk about the desire to get more playoff action I think he was one of the guys that was the most excited in the bubble to get his first taste of the playoffs so I if I'm Connor Murphy I'm absolutely talking to my agent and saying hey you know what I've got some term left. I think with both of those guys in the in the 4 million range, that's a very palatable number for guys that can give you 20 minutes in this NHL. And I'm looking at teams that either move someone or need to replace someone. Carolina needs to replace what D'Angelo was now. Obviously, I think Columbus is still in the market for a defenseman. There are going to be teams that could really use a veteran back there. I mean, even Detroit. I mean, most siders, a revelation, but having a veteran back there, especially if Nick Letty walks, would be a huge help. And... So whether or not they make it through next week, I think is a big question because when the money starts flying, which theoretically it will, even with a flat cap, I think those $4 million cap numbers and the term that they have left is going to be really tempting for some other NHL programs.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of connection with Murphy and Columbus. I mean, that that's a, yeah. you know, he's born in Columbus. Columbia, yeah. yeah, the, you know, that, that seems like a, a, you know, a Hollywood script ending, go back to Columbus and, you know they're they're a team that's on the cusp of, of competing and getting into a uh, you know at least getting into the playoffs. You know
4: and how they, ironic would it be if Connor Murphy's with Adam Boquist on the top pair something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you
3: like but, let's go yeah, ahead and throw well, we'll, see, we'll see we'll see if that, that actually works right? on
0: on a on a playoff type team. I just think now though, if we're talking about trading guys like Murphy and McCabe, they've got to start getting some NHL pieces back, young pieces, of course, but someone's got to play
2: <laughs> next season lineup yeah like
0: there has to be somebody on the ice and if we're talking about maybe trading even Taves and Kane this summer and Murphy and potentially Jake McCabe it's like who is going to play that's the question and hey, I, that's what we thought like <laughs> yeah, right. Like with the, this <laughs> is going to be a second
3: line center,
4: <laughs>
0: coughing up his black lung the whole way uh, down the ice.
3: But you've always said you need yeah. two. You need that NHL Nintendo line of two fats and a skinny. Two fats to and win. skinny. So me, you, and Mario. right here. This is your third line. starting next year. Go. I can't skate, but I could. I can tell people where to go. Yeah, it's just uh, the Hanson
4: brothers will be your fourth line. Oh it's <laughs> it's so, it's so tickets. I do
0: hope they acquire some, at least like NHL ready-ish prospects to to fill out the roster because and I think they will be semi-active in free agency like we talked about a couple years ago the Matthias Janmark Carl Soderberg moves that are all right this these guys are not like super high end but they can get you a decent return at the deadline couple
3: players yeah. I think
0: that's what we're looking at but you look at the list of guys available and it's pretty underwhelming um I don't know it's the next you know the next four or five days are going to be really really interesting because again like you're right Connor Murphy at four million dollars for four more years is appealing to everybody that thinks they might even compete for a playoff spot. Everybody would take on that deal. So theoretically, that's why I'm surprised he hasn't really been moved yet. Because you probably could have gotten a second or third for him. I would maybe think. the
2: injury concern is is
4: is real for other teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's well, under, yet, he's I,
4: yet I think to, also I think also rightfully, I think Kyle Davidson after yesterday is turning his attention to adding assets in next year's draft. And so I wouldn't be very surprised if the veteran trade rumors around the Blackhawks. and obviously I'll probably be wrong like five seconds after we get off the air, but (laughs) um, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Davidson didn't move many more NHL roster players during this draft and waited until the free agent buzz starts next week and the cards start sorting themselves out And people start figuring out what they have and what they can't afford and what they need to fill and how much cap space they have left um, and really targeting next year's draft. And that's also where, as teams figure out how much they want to spend, that's where they'll have those contracts that they figure out, you know what? You know, you you saw Edmonton dump Cassian for a pick last night. Um, And I think even though he's a goon, he, he played a vital role on that team. So. I think that's where Davidson is now sitting is he's going to look at how he can augment future drafts and target the 23 draft with what he has left on his roster. And if he takes back guys that just fill out the bottom six, uh, even over, I mean, look at the center position right now. I mean, realistically it's Taves at one and then Tyler Johnson and Sam Lafferty at two and three. Good Lord, uh, We got some I breaking mean, it, news it, so, here, by the
0: way. Uh, sorry, tab real quick. Uh, From Pierre Lebrun, word is Duncan Keith has decided to retire. The 38-year-old has one year left on his deal at $5.54 million. Uh, Instant Hall of Famer, uh, they should announce the retirement of number two as soon as it becomes official. Uh, to get some butts in the seats next year because they're going to have to. Uh, But this does have cap ramifications on the Blackhawks. Not that it matters. No. uh, But Duncan Keith is... By the way, if you trade the whole deal, you should be off the hook for the cap ramifications. If a guy retires, it's really stupid. Um, But uh, congratulations to Duncan Keith on a fantastic career. A second-round pick. When everyone saw him pick, said, this tiny guy is going to be a defenseman. And now he is a first-run Hall of Famer absolute legend we'll have his number retired so uh there's the latest yes, news uh, on duncan uh, Keith. A
4: kid from michigan state what are we doing drafting a guy from michigan state it's yeah. so uh, funny when you look at program. his
3: all, all seven people that were paying attention to blackhawks draft that year were like what is going on here who is this guy and now i said yeah.
0: before me, me and my friend wendy we used to go to games all the time we'd sit in 329 and her guy was duncan keith and my guy was anton Babchuk, and we used to argue about who was going to be better and i'm like If you think Duncan Keyes would be better than Anton Babchuk, you're crazy. And let's let it play out. But so far, (laughs) I was wrong. So
3: far. Maybe we need to get Wendy on on the podcast. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I think
4: Wendy might have checked out of hockey a while ago. But, Jade, your point about the whole cap ramifications thing, I'm completely with you on that. You know, I think that there's a case to be made if somebody wanted to really push Gary Bettman on this that Arizona had Chris Pronger hitting their cap while he was working in the league office, drawing a salary from the NHL. He was in the hall of fame while he was still hitting the payroll of the coyotes. So they've kind of selectively decided which franchises they're going to hammer with the, uh, with the penalty. And I hate the fact that they retroactively did it to teams too. Like we already signed the deal. We wouldn't sign the deal if it was a rule, right? It wasn't a rule when we signed it, but here we are. So yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt the hawks though it might help him get to the salary floor so maybe that's a silver lining wasn't chris um, pronger
0: also in the hall of fame when he retired before he before his contract ran out yeah
4: yeah it was it's like weird how you know, that suit cool that suit played three years in europe while he was still on the payroll for the coyotes yeah
0: it's almost so, like the nhl you know. is stupid or something <laughs>
4: It, it almost. Kind of. Or it's almost like they're really desperately trying to make it work in Arizona, even though it's clearly mm. not. Interesting. Well, Let's all right, keep Tab. forcing that issue.
0: Thanks for joining us, dude. We appreciate it as always. I'm sure we'll catch up as the offseason goes on because we're going to need content. <laughs> so you got to come visit us. We'll go get some beers and some, uh, some food after the show. But uh, make sure you're Good. following Tab at the one tab. Read all of his great work. He's the best. Thanks, dude. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. All right. Take care. We'll see you.